We're about to have a great time. So last time I, I spoke about how the Holy Spirit leads us. And um, one of the ways in which the Holy Spirit communicates with us is through dreams, right? And I indicated that um, that's not the highest kind of communication. And I indicated that if, if all you have in terms of being led by the Spirit of God is dreams, it means perhaps during the day you don't hear him. So he has no choice but to come to you at night. You are very busy doing everything else except listening to what the Spirit of God is leading you to. Um, dreams are important. I was not shooting them down. I dream. Some dreams make sense, some don't. <laughs> Just like, you know, your dreams. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, so last week, I think the first scripture I gave was uh, Romans chapter number chapter number 8. But before I go, I go there, you must understand that your human spirit has to be educated. It's very important for your human spirit to be educated. Firstly, you must know that if you are born again, or when you become born again, your spirit man becomes alive to God. That's what the Bible teaches us, right? That your spirit man becomes alive to God. It means you are dead to all the other things but alive to God. That's what the Bible teaches us. Now, that human spirit, your inner man, has to be educated. Now, where you are there, um, I don't know how old you are, but you are a total function of all the knowledge you've accumulated your whole life. You understand, right? How you behave, how you talk, how you think, and how you relate with people shows us what's inside you. You understand it? It shows us what's inside you. And that's why there is no person who is a mystery. If you think you're mysterious, you're not. <laughs> you really aren't mysterious. No human being is a mystery. <laughs> you can be figured out. It just takes the right environment <laughs> to figure you out. You understand, right? Yes. There are some of you, if we just give you a command, you won't even see you here. <laughs> It will figure you, will figure you out. The moment this one has this command, <laughs> it's disappeared. Even at home, you don't even eat supper. <laughs> the, the test buds, they've changed. You know, they've upgraded. There's been an upgrade in the test buds. <laughs> so no, no human being is a mystery. Trust me, no human being is a mystery. It's just, you're a mystery to strangers. Those around you, they know you. They know you. Yeah. So other people may be shocked at your behavior. Other people are not shocked <laughs> by how you behave. <laughs> so you may shock your classmates, but because they didn't grow up with you, but let's tell your siblings, for example. They'll be like, I'm not If you are, you understand. <laughs> So no human being is a mystery. So you, you have to be, your inner man has to be educated. You've been educated, for example, uh, the jacket I'm wearing, what color is it? <laughs> <laughs> what color is it? Black. <laughs> wow. We are this bad. Someone skip preschool. The jacket I'm wearing, what color is it? Oops. Let's check the color, please. What color is it? Sorry? Black. Black. In the trousers I'm wearing? Brown. Good. So how do you know it's brown? And this is black. <laughs> you understand? The carpet where you're where you're currently on there, what color is it? How do you know it's blue? Now I want you to think about it. If you bring a human being who's never been exposed to knowledge of color, and then you tell him what color is this carpet, what will he say? Even if he's 20 years old, he won't know anything, right? So it means your ability to recognize certain things is a function of what you fed your mind. It's not blue because you've seen it. It's blue because your mind knows so. I'll give you an example. I'm, like many guys, I'm not very good with colors. 
I learned that violet is a color. <laughs> How it looks like, I don't know. <laughs> All I know is that there's a color called violet. Mm. So generally, when you bring, for example, um, if I bring something to you, something you've never seen before, and I ask you, what is this? You can see it, but because your mind has never interacted with it, you, don't, you won't know what it is. So everything you know is so because you can see, because your mind was educated. So it's not your eyes. Your eyes simply send information to your mind. You understand, right? So it took years and like evidently seen. Some of you were were still on the journey of learning colors. It took years of learning and getting certain information for your mind to be trained and to be educated that way. There are some of you who even know your mind is a problem. And the reason is because you fed it different things. When you sit alone, you imagine all kinds of things. All manner of things. Things that if we were to go there, we would even be shocked. Because we don't know it like that. We would be shocked. The sister in Christ. (laughs) That brother who speaks in tongues. Perhaps we would be shocked to, to know what's on your mind. So it's better we don't know. It's really good we don't know. That's <laughs> why so the Bible tells you to actually renew your mind. Eh? So that if ever God tells us what's on your mind, at least we are pleased. <laughs> we are pleased at least. So generally, everything you know, everything that um, you can recognize is a function of the knowledge you've interacted with. There are some of you who are in school right now, you are studying to be doctors, for example. You are being trained to recognize certain things. There are certain diseases, of course, that when you look at, you'll be able to tell maybe this is this. Now, you bring me, who, is, who knows nothing about this thing. And you, know, and you know, being married to a doctor is really funny because she tells me all sorts of things. Eh? <laughs> things I don't even understand. <laughs> but I have to, as a, as a loving husband, I have to ask. <laughs> I have to act like I'm, I'm really interested and it's like, <laughs> like I'm learning all these things. And just the other day, I was we're having a conversation, I think it was yesterday, and I used some medical terms and she was shocked. <laughs> so like I've been picking up these things from what you've been. <laughs> you understand? So you get trained. So for example, those of you who are in the medical field, you get trained, whether, whether you do it for six years, seven years, depending on the school you're at, you are trained to... Um, to recognize certain things and to treat a certain way. Whether you're studying to be a clinical officer, a nurse, or if you're a pharmacist, whatever it is you're studying, you're an economist, whatever it is that you're doing, you are being trained to recognize certain things and to interact with the world from a certain perspective. And that means when you're, being, when you're trained to be an economist, you will see the world from an economical point of view because your mind has been trained like that. You understand, right? Yeah. Everyone else can be complaining about the dollar. You know what's going on. Some of us are just like, ah, no, 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 no. The dollar is just too high. We don't understand what's going on. The economics, we don't even care. <laughs> All we want is for the dollar to be at a particular point. But for you, because you've been educated a particular way, you get to interact with the world from a particular, uh, from a particular perspective. So it means you are a function of education. You're a function of education. You know, for example, that you're supposed to respect adults because maybe your parents told you when you were younger to say you're supposed to treat adults in this manner. You understand, right? That's why when you find a child who is disrespectful to adults, the first question you ask yourself, who raised you? The first thing you ask yourself, who raised you? Because you know that this person by now, they should be educated to respond a certain way. You understand, right? So the same way that you educate your mind, you can actually educate your spirit. The same way, for example, you can build your body. Your, your body can be built, like evidently, like you can see, I go to the gym. It's very evident. You, you, can, you can easily... I don't know if you've <laughs> If my wife is not disagreeing, then who are you to just laugh? <laughs> so you go to the gym and then you, 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 you are building your body because you want to look a certain way. You understand, eh? You want to look fit because you realize that when you are chased by a dog, yeah, you, you, are, you are not fit. <laughs> 
you weren't fit. Yeah, and fitness has a way of catching up with you. Mm-hmm. Especially as you grow older. Mm-hmm. So you realize that ah, things are fading in my boat. Mm-hmm. But Christ is our, our savior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Praise God. So the same way your human spirit can be educated and must be educated. It must be educated. So if you don't educate your, your, your human spirit, even when God is giving you a message, you will not recognize that it is God. Because you've not been educated in the spirit. Are we together? When you look at Romans chapter number 8, verse 14, Romans 8, 14, the Bible says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. It says, For as many as are led by who? The Spirit of God. Say, These are the sons of God. So I explained last time when I taught, I told you to say, when, when we talk about being a son of God, we're referring to people who've grown and are mature. It's not just children, but sonship actually shows maturity. And the Bible shows us that sons of God, that means those who have, who have become spiritually mature, they are led by the Spirit of God. They are not led by the senses. They are not led by what they see around. And that's why when you are, when you are trained, when, we, when your spirit man is educated and when you begin to function by faith, it means you have to start disregarding certain things that you've gotten to learn through the senses over the years. Because faith does not work by sight. You understand, right? Faith sometimes goes in the opposite direction of, of where your sight is. You understand it? So your human spirit has to be educated. It's very important. And when you read uh, John chapter number 16, I want to, due to time, I will, I will not read it. Uh, John chapter number 16, we get to notice one of the things that Jesus taught when he talked about the Holy Spirit. He said, the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. That means the Holy Spirit is like a tour guide in your life. He, he takes you to the places you ought to go and leads you to the places you ought to be. He takes you to the people you need to be with, the people you need to meet. He will lead you there. The Spirit of God, if you pay attention to the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life, you will realize that the Spirit of God has been leading you from the time you were a child. Yes. The Holy Spirit has always been very deliberate about, about leading. Now, you have to come to a place where you know the Holy Spirit for yourself. It's very, it's very important that you know the Spirit of God. Are we together? It's very important that you know the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is not in a place because you felt goosebumps or because you fell. The Spirit of God is there because the Bible says you'll be there. That means when you go to a meeting, even if you don't feel goosebumps, the Spirit of God is there. That's very key. You have to keep that in mind. Now, the Holy Spirit uses your human spirit to lead you. The Holy Spirit uses your human spirit to lead you. When you read Proverbs chapter number 20, verse 27. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. The spirit of the man is the lamp of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It says the spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord. That means he uses your spirit. Lamp there is indication of revelation or light. Are we together? It means he uses your spirit. And that's why there are certain things as a believer you will just know. <laughs> there are certain things you can enter a room and you will pick up information in your spirit because the Holy Ghost is there. He will give you information and you will just know. You may not explain how you've picked up the information. And that's why if you function in the, in, in the spirit and you walk, for example, by, by, by the gift of the word of knowledge, sometimes you will pick up information. You, you don't even know how it came. Or you know that it's there. <laughs> Because God uses your spirit to lead you. That means God does not use your senses to lead you. And you have to, you have to awake to that truth. That God doesn't use your senses to lead you. Now, there are certain prayers that I hope by today they will come to an end. Can I give you one example? Yes. <laughs> God, if this, is, if this is from you, give me a sign. <laughs> give me a sign, Lord. If this is, God doesn't work by signs. Signs and wonders are for, are for the unbelievers, not for the believer. The believer is led by the Spirit. If this is from you, Lord. <laughs> uh, 
another one like <laughs> you want to apply for school and you've applied lord if this is from you let me be accepted you know you have good grades mm-hmm. so what makes you think they won't accept you mm-hmm. how do you think about it? for example you know at grade 12 you got good grades you know that if you apply at any school it doesn't it doesn't take god even unbelievers get accepted mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know if you understand yes, yes, it means even people who are not born again can be if they both they just apply so you, if you make that pray, for them, they're not, see, they're not being even being led by God. They're just looking at your results. And they will accept you. You, you take it as God has led you. Before you know it, now you're now in trouble and you go there, but God led me. He didn't lead you anywhere, sir. <laughs> you led yourself there. That's why you wanted to go. So God doesn't operate like that. <laughs> Another example I should give you. <laughs> Lord, if she's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Should I touch there? <laughs> you're already catching feelings. <laughs> and you're praying, Lord, if she's the one. She'll be the one. So you even have dreams. <laughs> you even have dreams. You understand? You would dream about the person. And you even see the man of God in the picture. <laughs> Very innocent. <laughs> the believer is not led like that. And can I tell you something? It's very possible for it to even look like God has given an indication. It's very possible. There are three people who... If, if, the, if not, if, if, if she's the one amongst the three, let them text me tonight. <laughs> the other children, trust, trust me, even if. <laughs> those, those are prayers that, that you should not be. Those, that's not God. If, you, if you're in that position, I'm telling you, that's not God who led you like that. The Holy Spirit doesn't, He will talk to you. He doesn't go through corners. <laughs> he doesn't do that. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Do you understand? He doesn't. He will lead you directly. Say, no, do this. Do this. Do this. Do that. It's your job to be trained to recognize the voice of God. Remember the story of, of, of Samuel. Do you remember in 1 Samuel chapter number 3? God caught Samuel and called him Samuel, Samuel. Samuel ran to Eli. When Samuel was running, how come God didn't tell him, stop, I'm the one who's calling you. God allowed him to go there. He took Eli to educate Samuel. Say, look, when he tells, when he calls, you respond like this. And when Samuel responded, that's when God spoke. And he went there three times. So it's possible to be at a place where it sounds <laughs> it sounds like God, but it's not. How together? Yes. The believer is led by the Spirit. Then we're not led by all these prayers that people make. No, Lord, if this, if this, if this. You're giving a condition. Do you know why you give God conditions like that? It's because you want God to come down to your level and, and speak to you from a, from a place of the flesh. God is not flesh. He will not come down to speak from the point of the flesh. You are not Moses. Moses was not born again. Abraham was not born again. Those guys were not born. That's why you could talk to them because they were men of the senses. You understand, right? Yes, they were men of the senses. But now that you are born again, you've gotten to the class of God. You understand that? Now you are a new creation. That means God can speak to you directly. He can communicate to you directly over matters. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't have to go through corners or anything. No, he will speak to you the way it's supposed to be. So don't make certain prayers anymore. Especially if you're a member of this church. If he's the one, Lord. No, he's not even the one. Let's start from there. 
let's start from there. No. That's because they look nice one day. You think you're even having dreams. And I agree. <laughs> you heard it's not the one. <laughs> so certain prayers just don't even make them. They're not relevant. You understand, right? Yes. Go to God and ask the Lord, what's what's this? Talk to me. <laughs> don't tell God to speak. Don't, don't give him a way he should talk to you. You understand, right? Yes. yes. You are not Moses. You are not even Jonah. You, you, you are not any of those people. Those, those are people of the senses. Look at the New Testament. How did God speak to them? God spoke to them. You see, Philip one day was... was God, the Holy Spirit talking to God. Preach that man. Let's see from the book of Acts. Someone say, I, I, am I am led by God. Say it louder. Say, I am led by God. I am led by God. Yes. So when you hear people make such prayers, just, just ignore them. They don't know what they're saying. They don't know what they're saying. Acts chapter number 8, verse 29. Firstly, to give you a background, at your own time, you can read from verse 26. All right? From verse 26. From verse 26, the Bible says, Now the angel, now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise, go to go towards the south along the, the, the road which goes down from uh, from Jerusalem to Gaza. And of course, he, he goes on to say there, there was an Ethiopian eunuch. The Bible records that the Ethiopian eunuch was, was actually reading the scriptures. Alright? Verse 29 says, Then the Spirit said to Philip. Then the Spirit said to who? Philip. That means the Spirit was able to speak to Philip. He was able to speak to Philip. Brothers and sisters, look, what was, see, was Philip and Paul more special than we are? Haven't we gotten the same salvation they got? We have, right? Haven't we gotten the same spirit that they had? That means if the spirit could speak then, he can speak now. Yes, he can speak now. He says, Verse 29 says, Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake the chariot. <laughs> Philip didn't even bother to ask God about signs. The Bible says he reigned. The Spirit of God spoke, he reigned. There was no time to negotiate, to, to, to think, Is this God? Is this my mind? The Spirit said, and he walked. Ah, what does the Spirit say to you? <laughs> Now, if you're not saved, we'll, we'll deal with you after, after, like, towards the end. <laughs> For now. <laughs> so, you have to train yourself to recognize the leadings of the Spirit. You have to. When the Spirit of God is leading you, are you able to identify that this is the Holy Ghost? Or does he have to come and say, that says the Lord? That's when you will know that it is him. <laughs> How you identify someone's voice is through relationship. When you've been in a relationship with someone for a long time, or when you've related to someone for a long time, you know their voice that they are telling you, hey, this one is talking. You even know this, this is this one talking. You understand, right? There are certain people, even if they change their voice, I even know this one, this, this one. Even if they change their accent, we, we know they are fake, real, everything. <laughs> Why? Because you've interacted with the person, therefore you're able to know how the person speaks. So when you've interacted with the Holy Spirit so much, even if the Holy Spirit comes in the, through, through, through a little boy, a little child, and speaks to you, you'll be able to tell this is God speaking to me. Because you've interacted with him so much that you're able to pick the voice of God through anything and anyone. Then the prophet received, received instruction through a donkey in the Bible. Yes. yes. How was the boy telling that this is, this is God talking? Because you've, you've heard God so much. You even know if a donkey speaks, this is God. But when you've not related with God so much, you, there will be all these questions. Ah, I, I didn't know it was the Spirit of God. I thought it was my mind. You see, why will, you, why will your mind cause scriptures? You will think about the other thing the, the whole day. <laughs> no, why? Why will your mind tell you to go and pray? You, who do you think is leading you? 
It's in those leadings. When the Holy Ghost is leading you, go and pray. You, 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 you obey. You rush. You go and pray. When he's telling you, go and study the Bible. You, you don't even say no, but look, let me just finish this five minutes. Go. No. When he tells you, drop this, you, go, you move. You act like with every instruction. The little instructions. It's in those little instructions. He tells you to fast, you fast. Even if the food is on your table, so he tells you fast, you just put it aside and you fast. Because that's how the Spirit of God leads you. When you, are, see, when you pay attention to those little leadings of the Spirit, it's in the bigger things that you'll be able to recognize him. You will know that he's led me. But if it's in the small things you are disobedient, what do you think will happen? What do you think will happen? Those leadings, the Holy Ghost is telling you to speak in tongues. People will, people, will, people will see. They should see. <laughs> no, they should see. Yes. yes, they should see. They should hear you. This thing of hiding your faith should, shouldn't be existing. You want to look cool. For who? For who? You want to just be a cool brother. <laughs> like you don't want to be associated with those brothers speaking in tongues, eh? You understand? Because you think God will turn you into you know, those, those ones who carry first towels and, <laughs> <laughs> and mantles. <laughs> no, God will not turn you into anything like that, sir. Just pray in the spirit. Yes. <laughs> There's one declaration I, I love to make, and I always say, I am lost, I'm lost in God, but God is found in me. Yeah. Lost in him, but he's found in me. Yeah. That must be your confession. <laughs> that means in there, he's, he's able to lead you. Can God lead you? See, there are some people whom God can't lead them concerning finances because they're, they're stingy. Let, let me go there for a second. <laughs> God can't speak to you about finances. And can I tell you something? If God is still able to lead you, Concerning giving offering means you, you means there's a problem with your with your giving. You are interested. God has told you just, just give. Said, but Lord, my bundle, just give. <laughs> like there's even that conversation. By the time the offering basket comes, even passes, like I mean, you end up giving at the end because you're, you're debating with God <laughs> during giving time. It means there's a problem. Yes, Master. There's a problem, and if God still has to tell you amounts to give, there's some growing up to do as well. Yes. If he has to tell you, you have a five quarts and twenty quarts, just give the twenty, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you are there. You even know this can be God. The offering basket comes. You even just drop the five and just walk out afterwards. Do you know that every time you train yourself to disobey the voice of God, you, you get called that was the voice of God? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Bible says Ephraim has given himself to idols. Just let him go. So that's what God said. Imagine God telling a prophet, that one is given himself. Just let him be. Leave him. dangerous. There should be no area of your life where God can't lead you. Listen, there should be no area of your life where God can't lead you. If there's any area, I see you have a spiritual life and everything else. <laughs> That's just another dangerous place. Eh? How is your spiritual life? What do you mean? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a life. There's nothing like a spiritual life here. Either you have a life in Christ or you don't. So, train yourself to be obedient to the leadings of the Spirit. How together? Train yourself to be obedient to the leadings of the Spirit. You read um, the book of Acts again, chapter number, that should be 16. Acts chapter number 16, verse 16. You realize something here. The Apostle Paul was heading to Macedonia. And the Holy Spirit decided to forbid the Apostles to preaching in Asia, according to the Bible. Acts chapter number 16, verse 6, or they were up to verse 8. 
somewhere that you read at your own time. Just write it down. The Holy Spirit <laughs> told them not to go there. And they were obedient to the Spirit. Now, I want you to think about it. Didn't Jesus give the instruction to, to go into all the world and preach the gospel? He did. That means Paul could have quoted the scriptures to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> he would have said, but the Bible says. See, when he's leading you, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> no, he knows what he's doing. How together? Yes. There are people who quote the scriptures back to the Holy Spirit. He's even telling you, that sister, no. The Bible says, he who finds. It's, it's me who finds. It's a clear instruction telling you, no, that one, no. He who finds. Therefore, Lord, I found. <laughs> That's how people find themselves in problems. Because it's an instruction, don't go there. It's not every sister that, 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 that should be a wife to you. They may be perfect for another one, but maybe not for you. Maybe because you're a problem or they're a problem. You understand, right? Yes. You even know, you, you, you are on fire for God. And the one that you want to go for. I don't know why I'm talking about these things today a lot. Eh? Maybe it's, it's a, it's a rhema for someone. You, the one, they can even miss church because they're washing. I was washing. <laughs> Do not be panicked. You understand, right? Don't. Don't quote the scriptures back to God. He, he, he gave them. He knows what's there. So when he's leading you, you're the one who doesn't know what tomorrow holds. So imagine the Apostle Paul. He was being, don't preach it. See, he wasn't even being prohibitive of doing something sinful, no. He was going to preach the gospel. Mm. A very spiritual and good thing. The Holy Spirit said, don't go there. Mm. It's prohibited. So you have to pay particular attention to how the Spirit of God is leading you. If the Spirit of God is leading you, you have to be in this particular place. Be there. Don't, don't be all over the place. Because, see, don't, be, don't be where God has told you not to be. Because, look, if... It, you may be at a place where God is in that environment, but because God did not tell you to go there, you will not experience him the way other people are experiencing him. Yes, instructions are very important, extremely important. You have to pay attention. God meets a man called Abraham, remember that, right? And tells him, leave your father's house. God doesn't tell him where to go. That's him, just leave. In other words, Abraham, just pack your things and go, Get, go with some servants. It's when Abraham started off that God told him where to go. See how God works. It doesn't work the way human beings work. Human beings want all the details at once. That means sometimes God will give you a leading. And sometimes people will just sit on the instruction because they want clearer directions. They want everything to be in place. That's not how God works. One time, the, one time in, in, in the scriptures, Moses was leading the children of Israel, if you remember that. And they met a Red Sea there. You remember that story, right? And Pharaoh's people were coming, rushing at them. Moses turned to God like every wise man should and asked God, Lord, what should we do? Pharaoh's armies are coming towards us. What did God tell him? God told him, move forward. To where, sir? There's a sea in front of you. To where? You understand? Yes. To where? God told him, just move forward. That tells us, had Moses just begun to move forward, even if, even without prayer, the three would have parted. Yes. Mm. Because God wouldn't have led them there to die. Mm. And when Moses went there, he just stretched his rod. And he began to move. The sea began to part. Why? He followed the instructions. Very key. You follow the instructions as God has given them. Not, don't edit the instruction. <laughs> don't modify it for it to sound like or to be the way you want it to be. Or, you understand? Eh? Don't edit God's instructions. God is telling you to serve in the house of God. Ah, when these tests are done. So you think God is not wise to tell you to serve when you have got tests? Hmm. You think it's not wise to tell you to, 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 to do that? 
He knows you have all these things. Praise God. Yes. So the scriptures are clear about instructions. You have to follow instructions. Men of the scriptures followed instructions. Peter, when he went to preach the gospel to Corinthians, there was an instruction, go preach there. Peter didn't start a crusade. He knew which house to go to. <laughs> he would have told Corinthians, call all your neighbors. <laughs> no, the question, would it have been a bad thing? No, but he was taught to preach, preach to Corinthians' house, that's all. Preach to that and he received what God, God promised. You have to learn to follow instructions. Jesus' ministry was limited to Israel. He couldn't minister outside Israel. You don't see Jesus preaching outside Israel. His entire three years of ministry was just within Israel. When he was sending the, 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 the disciples two by two, he sent them just within Israel. There was a boundary. Don't cross this. You go somewhere else, you're alone. And you call God, you'll be like, the Bible says the Spirit of God will be with you everywhere. What do you mean everywhere? He's telling you don't be, don't be somewhere. What, what are you doing there? That means if you're not wise, you will call scriptures to God when he's leading you somewhere else. The Lord has led you to fast. I know there's someone who's been disobeying that instruction, so I'll leave there. The Lord has instructed you. And by the way, we are fasting this week. Yes, Pastor. Yes, Pastor. <laughs> <So do> you, <laughs> you, we are fasting this week. <laughs> All of you. <laughs> this week. Which, which is your iPad? Not yet. Not yet. Ah, don't worry. You're joining tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> are we together? Yes, there's an instruction. Those of you, according to the soul group you're in, you know when you're fasting. Just communicated, right? Yes. Yes. That means even if they invite you for a bride this week. (laughs) (laughs) Are we together? Yes. So there's some of you, God has been leading you fast. That's when you're waking up and I love your bread. <laughs> you even get butter and jam. <laughs> yeah, avocado. <laughs> that drop from your neighbor's tree. You send your just... <laughs> no. When he's leading you, obey the instructions. Understand, right? Obey the instructions. Obey. And you must obey to the letter. 99% obedience is disobedience. If obedience is not 100%, it's disobedience. Anytime you obey partially, you've disobeyed. How together? You must give yourself, Lord, I give myself to your leading. Holy Spirit, you, you, you are free to lead me. There is no area of my life where you can't lead me. I am led, every area of my life, I am led by you. I don't make decisions based on just what I think about. No, 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 no. There are people who spend so much time in their minds. How about spending most time in the mind of God? Because in your mind already you are there, you suffering from anxiety, everything else. How about you live there and go in the mind of God? Get the mind of God over every matter and obey what the Bible says. That's another way the Spirit of God leads you. It's through the scriptures. There are certain areas where the Holy Ghost has given us direction by the scriptures. I'll give you an example. You are suffering from this thing called condemnation. The enemy keeps condemning you. You're going to pray. It keeps, you're not worthy. This, this. See, you don't have to go to the Holy Spirit to tell you, no, this, no. He doesn't have to just go in Romans 8 verse 1. There is no condemnation. You read it right, right there. It, it's clear. That means he doesn't have to speak. He spoke and it was written. It's there. You understand, right? Yes. You are facing something that, 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 that seems to be bigger than you. He, he leads you First John 4 verse 4. He that is in me. He that is in me. That means he's leading you there. That means it, it, he doesn't have to talk to you about it. It's already written. If it is written, he's directed already. If it's written, it's an instruction. He that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. That means anything found in this world can't be greater than the one found in me. 
That means the greater one now. As I move, I move with the greater one. As I pray, I pray with the greater one. You understand, right? It's written in the scriptures. If you can find it there, it's an instruction for you. You understand, right? When he says, go to the Lord and preach the gospel, yes, sir. I don't need, to, I don't need God to tell me, go preach. He gave it already over 2,000 years ago. It's an instruction. He says, I'll lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. That means my hands can heal the sick. I don't need to pray for God to give me a special anointing. It's an instruction. He gave it. He said, it's there. If it's written in the, in the scriptures, it's an instruction to you. Just say, yes, sir. He says, occupy till I come. Yes, sir. Are you listening? He said, you've got the mind of Christ. Yes, sir. I don't need him to talk to me about, no, you're intelligent. You have got the mind of Christ. Yes, sir. He's not giving me a spirit of, of, of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Therefore, I have a sound mind. Yes, sir. I simply agree with what he says. If it's written, he said it's an instruction directed to me. And that's why every time in the word, it's a time with Jesus. Yeah. Every time you open the scripture, it's a time. It's like you have to love your Bible. Yes, no, you have to love your Bible. You understand, right? You have to love it because it's Jesus talking to you directly. Pay attention to the, script, the instructions, the scriptures. Very key. <laughs> Some of us are givers, not because God leads us. We've seen what the Bible says. Therefore, we give. He instructed us in the scriptures. The Bible says, he's given us the scriptures. See, for instructed in righteousness. Right? That means we're not instructed in carnality. <laughs> no, we're not instructed in all these other things. We're instructed in righteousness. Are you listening? Yes. Yes. Says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by their word of their testimony. That means I'm an overcomer. We've overcome him. But let me let, let me touch on that scripture. See, that scripture is one scripture that, that I think is abused a little. You know why? That scripture is not talking about these testimonies you give. No, God gave me an A plus. God, God, see, it's talking about the testimony of Jesus. Because all these other things, even unbelievers have them, sir. How, why are we boasting about all these things that even unbelievers can acquire? Now, I'm not saying don't testify of God blesses. That's good. Be loud about it. But the greater testimony is that Jesus came, died, rose from the dead. Now we are alive in him. We identify with him now. It means no longer am I bound to sin. That means, oh, I was addicted to this sin. Oh, Christ Jesus has set me free. I mean, I now, I, I now look at, I, I, I look at Christ from that perspective. And can I tell you something? When Jesus descended into the lower parts, according to, 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 to Ephesians chapter, chapter, chapter number 4, verse, verse 10, when Jesus descended, you see, the Bible does not say Jesus went there to negotiate. He didn't go there to say, oh, okay, um, just these, but these other ones, let's not. Uh... <laughs> uh. Colossians 2.15 says he disarmed principalities. Now, I want you to think about it. There's a cartoon I watched. And in that cartoon, I think it's How to Train a Dragon. Some of you have seen it, right? I loved it because there was a dragon called Toothless. <laughs> I, for me, I was just like, oh my God, they don't know what they're doing to me here. <laughs> because, think about it. The one who's called the dragon is the enemy. The dragon is toothless. That means he, has, he can't bite. <laughs> Disarmed. <laughs> Watch cartoons, eh? <laughs> you get revelation. <laughs> <laughs> disarmed. What that means? You see, to be disarmed means you, the weapon was in your hands and someone got it. <laughs> Imagine someone had a weapon in their hands, then someone gets it from them. Now they no longer have any in their hands. And then they, that person with a weapon now is threatening me. I'll, I'll use all the weapons I have to beat. What weapons, sir? You have none. And when Jesus resurrected, he said, when he came, he says, All power in heaven and on earth. <laughs> <laughs> 
has been given to me. It says, therefore, therefore, that means on the premise of the power I have acquired, on the premise of the authority I have gotten, therefore, go. That's an instruction he gave. That means I don't need to hear the Spirit of God tell me something. I see there, yes, sir. <laughs> Don't allow the just don't allow the enemy to bully. Why why is he bullying you with condemnation? No, why? Why? He says sin shall no longer have dominion over me. You know what that means? That means, see, that, that song we, 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 we were singing, it says sin's case has lost its grip on me. That means sin can hold me. It means to be bound to sin is a decision. It's a choice you make now. Because Jesus disarmed, he, he, he dismantled, see, and, and he didn't even leave any pieces. He got everything and that's, you understand, right? Destroyed all things, and then he came and said, look, as the Father has sent me, send I you. <laughs> that means now we go in his authority. And that's why, look, Jesus lived in my name that I may live in his name. See, now, that's, that's key. That's why when he died, he died in my place. You understand, right? He died in my place. That means on that cross, God wasn't just looking at him. He was looking at all of us there. With all the sins, everything, all the death, the filth. And the Bible shows us that all those things were now nailed to the cross. You understand, right? And when Jesus was buried, he was taken right with every single thing. Buried with them. And when he rose... He didn't rise up with them. He came back victorious. That means now the power of sin has been destroyed. The power of death has been destroyed. The power of sickness has been destroyed. When you understand that, even the instructions God gives you will be different. He will talk to you from a higher level, a higher perspective. You understand? Yes. Yeah. Next time they have, you feel condemned in your heart, just, just Satan, not, not today. Mm. Not even tomorrow. Mm. You understand, right? Yes. Yeah, you will not even find me after the rapture. <laughs> <laughs> so pay attention to the instructions in the scriptures. Pay particular attention. Pay particular attention. It means even... Even for you who is a believer, you can't marry outside Christ. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. The Bible is clear about that. Yeah. You bring a brother. Is he a believer? Yes, pastor is. He just drinks uh, um, <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> you see, those are things that... <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> See, don't, 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 outside, don't. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying, see, there are people outside Christ who don't drink. So let's not use that as a yardstick. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes, you will find very good, good morals, men, women, <coughs> outside Christ. Okay? So we don't judge by morality. No. It's your location. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's your location. Must be in where? In Christ. If any man be in Christ. That means we search in Christ. You are found in Christ. They shouldn't find you outside Christ. They shouldn't find you outside Christ. Out together. Yes. Pay particular attention. All this all the instructions in the scripture. Pay particular attention. God is leading you. God is leading you. So whatever it is you encounter in the scriptures. And you see, there's another type of leading which I think, this one where people, when people are studying their Bible, and they just open it. Whatever scripture, open it. (laughs) (laughs) You're laughing, you've been there. (laughs) Whatever scripture, open today. That's randomly. Just drop your Bible. If it falls on this, then that's the verse of the day. <laughs> and then now you encounter scriptures. Our forefathers have sinned. 
<laughs> you understand? So no, we are led by the Spirit. Yes. That's not how. That's not how we see. That's what when studying the Scriptures, you study by discipline and by by the leading of the Spirit. If the Spirit of God is not leading you, you study by discipline. Mm-hmm. Are we together? Yes. Yes. So all these funny things. No, Lord, if Lord, if this, Lord, if this, Lord, if this. That don't pray those things anymore. We've grown now. Yes, Amen. Amen. I'll end with this. You must be filled with the Spirit in order for you to be led by the Spirit. You must be filled with the Spirit. You must be filled with the Spirit. One of the ways you know, in fact, let me say one of the ways. You know you are filled with the Spirit by speaking another tongue. That's what the Bible teaches us. You must be able to pray in the Spirit. That's how you know you are filled with the Spirit. So you must be filled with the Spirit. If you want to be filled with the Spirit, just remain behind. I have a team capable. Just remain behind. Say, Pastor, I want to be filled with the Spirit. Just remain behind. There's a team capable. They will pray for you. You'll be filled with the Spirit today. Mm. If you're saved. All together. So you must be filled with the Spirit. And being filled with the Spirit is not just a one-time occurrence. It can happen every day. (laughs) It can happen every day. Amen. Amen. Yes. And to be filled with the Spirit, God doesn't have to empty you. <laughs> doesn't work like that. Are we together? Lord, I'm empty. Fill me. You're not empty. The Holy Spirit lives in you. Why are you empty? Lord, I empty myself. Don't empty yourself. God wants to live everything you have and everything you come with. So those prayers, I empty myself. Lord, I'm nothing before. No, you, no, you are something before Him. <laughs> How can a new creation be nothing before Him? See, these, these, some of these humble prayers are just full of pride. <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even godly to make certain prayers. You understand? Yes, so here we don't pray such prayers. Yeah. That's like those ones who pray, we see knowingly and unknowing. <laughs> Let's stand to our feet. I won't touch on those. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Spirit, fill me up. <laughs> That's your prayer point. Holy Ghost, fill me up. I want you to open, open your, be open to the, the Spirit right now.